This A's Cast download is brought to you by Link Soul. Check out their spring collection. Go to linksoul.com and by Nest Bedding. Love where you sleep. Go to nestbedding.com. It's time to go inside the front office of the Athletics with the general manager of the A's, David Forst. Here now is the David Forst Show with Chris Townsend. It's time for the general manager show. David Forst is with us, so we got $10 on $10 beers. I'm in. $14 specialty cocktails. I'm in. I'll put the credit card down. <laughs> what do you want? Let's get through the interview first, and then we can start it's, drinking. It, it's, it, it is on me. How are you doing? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing well, and just talking with David Feldman, I always think it's interesting from your guys' perspective when we bring back the greatness of whether it's 72, 73, 74, mm-hmm. guys from the late 80s. Just what does that mean for for you and you want your players to hey, this is what this franchise has yeah. done. Yeah, it, the, the history is so important. And first of all, David Feldman, no one knows the history better than he has. He, he knows more baseball than, you know, everybody's in this ballpark combined. You weren't even alive in 73, no, right? I, sure I was wasn't. one. <laughs> I was joking around, but I'm like, yeah, I didn't know. Those, no, and those David, teams. David's been here the whole time I've been here. Yeah. He's an incredible resource, so much fun to talk baseball with. So great to have him on. Um, but to see the history, and we, you know, obviously last year we had it with the 2002 team. Um, but when these World Series teams come back, the 72, 73, 74, and, and our players see, like you said, what, what it looked like and, and what this team meant to this community and to the city, it's great. And, and I heard David say on uh, during your interview, you know, it, not having Ray around anymore is such a, an important link to those teams. And he was so great about talking about those eras and representing what those eras meant. And Ray's missed for so many reasons, but, but obviously that's a huge one. But it'll be so much fun to see those guys out on the field Saturday. i got to be honest with you, you know, all the years doing this, and I've interviewed these guys over the years, but I think as I've gotten older and I know where they are, like last year and this year, I'm really trying to appreciate it because we're not going to have too many of these, and we've lost – our beloved Ray Fossey and so many of these players. I mean, it's so everybody true. come out on Sunday and, and honor these players because I don't know how many more times we're going to be able to do this. No, you're right. It, and obviously Sal Bando's gone yeah. now. We lost Sal. So um, it is, it's really nice to honor them, remember what they accomplished. And, again, how much, you know, that team that, that hadn't been in this town for that long meant and, and bringing world championships here. Now, I know the start, you know, it, it, it's hard. Yeah. And I know, I know you're not happy about <laughs> it, right? I mean, you're not going to sugarcoat yeah, it. Yeah, no, it's been a rough first two weeks. I mean, we – we hit the ground running with a pitching staff that was, you know, sort of put together late and was missing Paul Blackburn and Drew Rosinski to begin with, and the domino effect has been really hard. I mean, those are, for all intents and purposes, our two most experienced guys and our two best strike throwers, um, and that's what we're hurting right now. We're hurting guys with experience. We're hurting throwing strikes. We, I think we're, you know, second to last in the game in walks and uh, not striking a lot of guys out. So right now the pitching staff is hurting. They're trying to pick each other up. These guys are young. They're having a hard time getting through games, and the bullpen's getting worked. And I know Cots and Emo are trying to do their best to keep guys fresh, but it's, it's snowballed on us in a hurry. Yeah, walks and hit batters, those, those things you just can't defend always come yeah. back to – to hurt you. So give us the timeline because we, I know Rosinski just threw two innings down at AAA. Yeah. Paul Blackburn has recently thrown. How fast do you think we can get him here? But by the end of the month is our hope. I mean, each guy has at least a couple more starts to make in Vegas. We got, you know, the thing about getting these guys back is you need them with a full complement of pitches when they get here. Just as much as we've worked our bullpen, as much dif- as much difficulty as we've seen getting starters into the fifth inning and beyond. Um, 
we need them to have their 100 pitches when they get here. So it's a couple more starts each. How important is it for you, because you've been doing this for so long, that you can kind of calm down Mark Kotze. You can kind of <laughs> calm down the coaching staff. Yeah. And, and, I mean, I don't want to say you, like, mentor them, but there is that relationship where they're in the battle, man. They're on the field. They're grinding, right. and they're not sleeping at night. How much do you have to help them through this process? Look, Kotze and I do that for each other. And, and the fact that we have such a long history has been really helpful and the trust that's there. I mean, we talk – we talk every night. Sometimes we give each other a little more time after a game than other nights. Um, but it's important to talk. It's important that, that he knows that, that he has our support, that the coaching staff knows that. And we, we talk about the processes and, and what they're doing before the game because a lot of the results are out of our control right now, which is too bad. Um, but, but they know, you know, they know we understand where we're at. They know that we're looking at, at how hard these guys are working and trying, and that's important. And um, and they keep grinding. I mean, I talked to Cots every day on that road trip, talked about the coaches getting in early, putting in the early work on the field. Like, these guys are grinding. They're going to grind it out. We just need to see the results turn. Now, the thing about the Orioles series that you start to notice, especially when you keep score of every single game, is how everybody was contributing. Mm -hmm. Every the, Like, Every single guy, all one through nine, and then all of a sudden you look up, I think it was 44 hits in the series. It was, what, 24 runs scored. You had to feel better about the Baltimore series offensively. For sure. I mean, the offense in general has, has done their part for the most part. We, we out hit the Rays one of those games down there, uh, and there have been some real bright spots. Obviously, Rook's day yesterday was great to see. Estes had really good at-bats. Noda fitting in the two-hole and getting on base. I mean, there are some bright spots, and then outside of those guys there are some veterans who have the track record you expect they're going to figure it out a lead miss is going to be better jace is going to hit better tony's going to get you know back on track we'll get brownie back hopefully in just a couple of weeks so there are some bright spots on the offense and you feel good about the seven runs we put up yesterday the you know the win on wednesday there so uh, i feel good about where the offense is and that it's going to continue to get better i love Noda, and every single time he gets on base i text cody what does he do? He gets on base. <laughs> Going back to Moneyball. He gets on base. He uh, does. He, he, yeah, he just has to be who he is. I talked to Ryan about this right before the season. I mean, we, we took him in that Rule 5 draft because, because he gets on base, because he's got that sneaky pop. And I told him, just be who you are. You don't have to do anything more. And for him to be comfortable in the two-hole right now, for Cots to put him there, know that he's going to set the table for some of those guys, it's it's big step two weeks into his career. I remember when we talked to you about how you acquired Cole Irvin, and you went through this elaborate, oh, he liked him years ago out of Oregon, and we've been following him. You're like, wow, you've been following this guy forever. And I think it like it's been brought to us like, hey, Rooker's kind of like Brandon Moss now. And I think like – I, I, Rooker, to me, I'm just going to guess, is a guy that you liked coming out of the SEC. You liked him a lot. Yeah. You've been following him. You've been seeing – like, this is – he just fits that guy that you've liked for a long time that you brought in, and, boy, he's starting to hit on what you believed in. Yeah, I mean, to see him have a day like yesterday to break out and, and show that power. But to answer your question, yeah, like, I remember what we wrote in some of our amateur reports in 2017 when he when he was in college and talking about the power. He was, he was playing first base at the time and – weren't quite sure he was the first baseman, but he was athletic enough to play the outfield. But, but you remember those things. The guy goes in the comp round. You sort of remember what we thought of him, and then he bounces around. He ends up on waivers a couple times, and you, you know that hopefully it's just a matter of being in the right place at the right time for him, and I'd love to see him continue this, this streak he's on. Like, how much would you say 
it's a gamble. When you bring him in, has a good spring, you made a choice to not have Pache here. Bring, I mean, how yeah. much is that a gamble, and what is that like for the front office where you go, as of right now, not everything's paying off, that's yeah. paying off. Yeah, I mean, hopefully it's a little more uh, scientific than a gamble. I mean, obviously in, in the decision to not have Pache here, that's, that decision's irreversible. We couldn't send him down to the minor leagues. So when you talk about designating a guy and having to trade him, like, that's something you can't take back. So it's a little more meaningful than other decisions. But Brent earned this. I mean, he, he, we claimed him off waivers because of the year he had in AAA last year and because of the potential that was there. He came into spring training and had quality at bats all of March. We talked about it constantly. And when it came down to the decision, you know, what was going to be better for us now and what did we think was going to play over the long haul, he was the guy. I know you've made some moves. I want to get to that. But I, I, I got a soft spot. When you're in this game long enough and you know how hard it is, you know how hard it is to stay here and make a living, when I see someone like Carlos Perez do what he has done the last two days, I mean, he's six for eight, a dinger, two RBIs, knowing everything that he's been through mm-hmm. and to see that, it's kind of what makes our game special because you don't see that in other sports. This guy basically had no spring training. I mean, we signed him. He had spent one day with a team in Mexico. I don't think he'd even gotten on the field. I think he just had a physical. So then we bring him to, to minor league camp takes a physical there, takes BP the next day, maybe gets in one minor league game. We bring him over. I mean, I wish I could do anything as well as he rolls out of bed and hits major league pitching. It's amazing what he's done. He's a total pro, picks up our pitching staff quickly. In a situation that we were in with Manny being out for an extended period of time, he's the perfect guy to find and plug in. When he hit the home run, where I like, when was the last? I had to like look. It was like May eighteenth of twenty eighteen. I'm yeah, like, except that's that he, amazing. Except he's hit thirty a year in AAA between then and now. You know that he can hit, um, but just to come into the situation and be comfortable and and play a position like that, it's yeah, it's pretty amazing what he's been able to do. All right, so we got Hogan Harris. Obviously, he was uh, two thousand eighteen draft pick. What, he was a third-rounder, I think he yeah. was? Third-rounder. And you got Tyler Wade, infielder, going to come up. He can play a lot of different positions for you. Uh, Aller and Allen go down. Yeah. I'm assuming Allen goes down because you want him to play. 100%. Nick needs to play. Yeah, he's 24 years old. He, he can't be a utility guy right now. Uh, and, you know, a little bit like what we talked about, Rooker. Kevin Smith had a great spring. Didn't make the team out of camp, but went down and hit, and hit a bunch of homers already in the first 10 days there and, and deserves an opportunity. So he's going to play here. Obviously, Oledmus gets some time at short, too, and Nick needs to go play. So our expectation is he goes, he plays shorts up every day, gets his legs under him, gets his hits down there, he'll be back. So, I mean, these things are fluid as the year goes along. And with Hogan, you know, that's no secret. We needed more length in the bullpen. And he's, he's started down there. He's got stretched out. Adam used up 80-plus pitches yesterday, and that's just kind of the natural course of the season. Cal Stevenson, who we had on this program, local kid, was yeah. that a tough call? It was, absolutely. I mean, you, there's, never, there's never a good name that sort of comes up in the designated conversation, particularly this time of year when you know you're going to need the full extent of the 40-man roster. And, and Cal did nothing wrong. He just His number's up right now in terms of the positions and how our roster looks. So, Harris, what's the plan? Harris is in the bullpen. He'll, he'll be ready to go, whether it's today, tomorrow, Sunday. You know, obviously Adrian came in, threw out of the pen yesterday. We need some length. And if, if, if Kotz has to go to the pen early in the game or get some extended innings, Hogan's going to 
get thrown right in there. I try and tell people all the time because I did that role. Yeah. The long, long reliever. I try and tell people, you know, don't look at the numbers. You need innings. Yeah. And sometimes you're going to have to be the sacrificial lamb. But here we live in a world where guys prepare once every five days. They get to go out on the day of their start. They get the massage. They they get to run their poles, play long toss, do all of that, and then they get to start. And if it goes bad, you got a guy who's just sitting there, and you go, well, you didn't get all that. You didn't get the massage. Yeah. You didn't get. Now we need you to go in and now get us a bunch of innings and be like a starter. Yeah. It is such a hard role. It's difficult, and that's why you know to watch what Adrian's done these first two weeks. He's pitched great, and and to be fair, Adam did a nice job as well in Tampa last weekend. He, again, he just you know used up his allotment yesterday, and and the pen got burned. But Adrian's come in. He's thrown strikes. He's given us two to three innings at a time, and he's ready every two or three days. I mean, that's the other thing. These guys throw extended outings and you got to turn right around and be ready again because until we sort of get the starting rotation back get some of this water out of the boat we're going to keep going to the bullpen that's what's so tough for for emo and mark kotze is like you're sitting there you know your starters have thrown 58 innings while your bullpen's thrown 55 it's just that's not the recipe you want no it's not and we don't you know i know it's been we don't have a win yet from our starting rotation ken pitched great the other went the other night on Wednesday and put us in a position to win but you know didn't get the win so until we can start getting some six plus innings inning outings from our guys and start getting some wins from that rotation we're going to constantly sort of be in flux when you look at the data when building a bullpen year for year after year it's so hard to find consistency nobody has it's like there's 30 teams and like nobody had and there's so many guys you switch i just how hard is it to build a consistent bullpen it's hard i mean there are elite guys who are consistent year to year those are the closers those are the the multi-million dollar guys um everyone else it's hard to be consistent because when you're good when you're pitching the ball i'm sorry when you're pitching well and throwing the ball well the manager wants you out there and they use you and they use you and they use you and just the nature of the position you're going to get burnt out so it's tough to be consistent out there. That's why, like I said, the guys who are the best, they're getting paid. Uh, we'll let you go on this. Expectations for this homestand, Mets, they're just a game over 500. high expectations yeah. there. Cubs are better than people thought, too. For sure. Two tough teams. I mean, the Mets are as high profile as it gets. They're, I think their payroll is about 6x what we are right now. <laughs> so it's, it's, tough. it's tough to go out there and match up. Uh, we got three good pitchers going against us. I haven't seen Senga in person, but I've seen enough to know we got our hands full tonight. And the Scherzer guy on Sunday is okay, too. So, um, you know, our guys are going to grind. We're going to go out there and play hard and, and you know, try and get one or two out of this weekend, try and get one or two out of the Cubs, and try and start winning some series. I mean, let's just be honest. Everybody in the game looks at how much money the Mets are spending, and everybody <laughs> just goes. I mean, that's it, it's an incredible amount to pay anybody that kind of money just to play a sport. It's incredible. Yeah. We'll see, we'll see how it goes. Wow, unbelievable. But uh, thank you for your time. All right. Uh, what do you want? It's on me. Yeah, Blue Moon, I'm in. Blue Moon for the GM. <laughs> That's David Force. What do we got What do we got next, Cody? Where are we going? Uh, we're supposed to have Kevin Smith come up here. So Anything you right. want me to ask Kevin Smith? No, just he needs to keep doing what he's doing. That's what I told you. I said, I, we saw him today. I said, I told you in spring you'd be back quick. <laughs> I told you back. Appreciate I, t- I told him too. <laughs> Appreciate the time. <laughs> This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics.